You're listening to Radio Dharma, presented by Hindu University of America. I'm your host, Shilpa Agarwal, fiction author and faculty at HUA. Modern life can feel uncertain. Sanatana Dharma shines a light on the eternal truths that lead to inner transformation, fulfillment, and joy. Tune in to your highest frequency every week on Radio Dharma. Welcome everyone, happy you're tuning in. Over the course of our next many episodes, we're going to be exploring the concept of Dharma, which has many meanings and nuances and has been used in every way under the sun, sometimes in alignment with its original meanings and sometimes in distorted ways. And I'm going to be talking with guests across diverse fields who are engaging with Dharma in different ways including our guest today, who works in the field of psychotherapy. But before I introduce her, over the course of these episodes, I want to get at the core of these two questions. What is Dharma and why is it useful to my life? You know, if I make this statement, Dharma is, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Take a second, write it down if you want. There's no right or wrong. This is just for you. I asked a bunch of my students recently what Dharma is, and here's what they said. Duty, righteous duty, rightful conduct, doing what is right at the right time, fulfilling my duty as a daughter, wife, mother, responsible citizen, the right thing to do, doing the righteous thing, and eternal love and being kind. A lot of what's common here, aside from the last answer in these responses, is a focus on duty and this idea of right or righteousness. There are many other definitions, which I'm going to explore in later episodes. So if we didn't get to what you wrote down, just hang tight because we're going to explore it all. In addition with speaking with guests, I'm going to bring in some of our spiritual masters and yogis and discuss how they've talked about Dharma as well. The hope is that by the end of this series on Dharma, you and I both will have a clearer and more expanded idea of what Dharma is and why it's useful in your life and in our lives. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my guest today, Savita Nanjangud. Savita is a spiritual seeker and a student of Hindu Dharma. After 15 years in the semiconductor industry, she decided to pursue her swadharma and become a yoga teacher and also trained in yoga therapy. She recently completed her master's degree in counseling psychology from Santa Clara University and is currently practicing as an associate marriage and family therapist. Her passion is to integrate her knowledge of yoga and dharma into her clinical practice with clients. Welcome, Savita. Thank you, Shilpa. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for being here. So, you know, I'm just going to go to my first question. When I said Dharma is, what came to your mind? Let's start with your working definition of Dharma and unpack it. And then we'll talk about Dharmic principles later and stuff. But I just want to get a sense of how you view Dharma. 
Yeah, yeah, let's begin with that. Um, so dharma is uh, a non-translatable. I mean, I, I'll just state that right up front. And um, maybe that's why we English speakers struggle with it so much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up, I would hear this word slipped into conversations, you know, you know in our family and uh, in various different contexts. So, yes, I also had that confusion, um, you know, kind of confusing Dharma with religion, duty and all these things. But but lately I've been landing on this particular um, way of defining Dharma. I define it for myself as more as a way of being, a way of showing up in such a way that it connects me with others in the most harmonious way. And it also allows me to express in the most authentic way. So I kind of look at it more less from a perspective of doing and more from a perspective of a way of being. That's beautiful. I love what you're bringing in here. You're talking about beingness rather than doingness. Right. You're talking about showing up Mm -hmm. So that's effort. You're talking about connection with others. Mm -hmm. So who we are in, in relationality to others, you're talking about harmoniousness, which mm -hmm. means if we're putting the effort, we're connecting with others. It is in a, a way that creates harmony. And you're talking about authenticity, meaning right. we are being true to ourselves. That's a phenomenal, phenomenal definition. And I want to talk about some of these things in detail. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So let's connect it. Let's connect it because in your bio, we taught you mentioned the word swadharma. And I want to mm -hmm. let's touch on this idea of authenticity and swadharma. So what is swadharma? And how is that connected to authenticity? Yeah. Oh gosh, another loaded word. <laughs> yeah. Um, swadharma. Um, you know, again, this is another um thing that I struggled with a lot. Um and the reason I mentioned Swadharma in um, that intro is because even though I was enjoying my job, you know, in, in um, applied materials, which is where I worked, and I enjoyed being in the corporate world, um, there was always this feeling of incompleteness. There was this feeling of um, there's something lacking, um, something you know, missing. And when I did the teacher's training program, I was still employed at the time, that I just really felt so deeply connected to myself through that program. And that connection to myself helped me realize that I needed to take that leap to pursue that path further of what is it that makes me feel so whole and so complete when I'm teaching yoga, when I'm practicing it and when I'm teaching it. So that really, um, it kind of also juxtapositioned itself with um, uh, you know, my restlessness in the corporate world and, and also the need, my family needs and um, uh, you know, my kids were young. And so everything just kind of came together. And then when I started pursuing 
um, being a yoga teacher and then got, got into uh, yoga therapy and counseling, um, it just felt like more and more of that uh, um, feeling of authenticity, that, that feeling of wholeness kept opening up to me. Although I did have a lot of doubts, a lot of questions, a lot of um, confusion, but it, it really almost felt like all those doubts and con confusions were part of the work mm. of leading me towards Swadharma. They were not obstacles. They were just part of the journey. So I would say Swadharma, like now I've landed with this definition of Swadharma as it is a way of being that enables one to find one's place in the world situated within the context of family, culture, uh, country, whatever, and, and profession while mm -hmm. expressing, while having the opportunity to express authentically, to be creative and in a larger sense, in a larger spiritual sense, to pursue our path to moksha. Wow. So it, of course, the moksha thing is at a very large, in a very large contextual sense of life's purpose. But even just being, feeling like you're situated appropriately in a certain context, you know, whether it's professionally or within your family, um, you know, the doing comes out of that feeling of situatedness, mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the duty and responsibility that you take on, you willingly take on because you feel situated um, in, in, you know, in the context of your life appropriately. Wow. Again, another phenomenal definition where we're talking about a way of being that is enabling, a way of being that is um, uh, having our, an opportunity to express ourselves authentic, uh, authentically, be creative, and um, pursue our path to moksha. Beautiful. I want to just go to that moment real quick of when um, you were having these feeling of incompleteness. And I wanted to get a sense of like, how long did it take you to kind of start moving into a different path? We have about a minute left. Uh, before our next segment. So just wanted to get a sense of the time span of this kind of move from your career that you studied for to your current incarnation. Yeah, it, it's, um, short answer is a couple of years. A couple um, of years, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I'm guessing that it had been brewing for a while mm -hmm. because I had been, Every time I changed jobs, there was this feeling of, oh, maybe this next job will do it for me, you know. Um, but that feeling followed me. And then there was this, there was a certain period of self-deception of, you know, like maybe I'm just not in the right job or maybe I'm just don't have the right boss. So it kind of went on for a while. And even after I quit and um you know, pursued um, yoga teaching sort of full time, there was still many doubts. Okay. So it took a couple of years to like really wrap, wrap it up and say, okay, I'm good. I'm in a good place. Beautiful. Thank you for listening to Radio Dharma presented by Hindu University of America. Stay tuned for part two of our program right after this break.
Welcome back to Radio Dharma, presented by Hindu University of America. Each week, we explore the eternal truths of Sanatana Dharma to uplift and transform our lives. I'm your host, Shilpa Agarwal, fiction author and faculty at HUA. Okay, welcome back, everyone. I'm here today with Savita Nanjan Good, psychotherapist, and we're talking about Dharma. So um, you'd mentioned this move over a course of several years from, from your business and your work in the semiconductor industry to taking different jobs to kind of another path unfolding. And I wanted to ask you, because you talked about taking a leap, what does that leap entail? What was it for you? Because it's not just about, I have all this education and I'm going to take another job in this field, another job in this field. You actually took a leap into something completely different. So can you take us to that leap and what what did that entail for you? Yeah, the the leap, um, I wouldn't, um, I guess, I guess it, it looks like a leap looking back. But at that time, it was more, it was a kind of a step-by-step process because I did do a lot of self-reflection while I was still employed. And um, and I did the teacher's training, the yoga teacher's training and started dipping into like attending, you know, um, lectures and learning about dharma and yoga. Um, you know, it's almost like kind of side by side. Um, but I think really what enabled me was just that I didn't need that income and I had the freedom and giving myself that permission. um, And of course, in conversation with my husband and looking at our life circumstances, um, really it's, I think it's a privilege that I had, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I must, I must admit that it was a privilege that I could um, step back and say, Hey, I don't need this income. We'll be fine without it. So let me go for it. Um, at that point. And uh, yes, giving up all those years of like all that education and the training and the experience and being in, in that industry, giving that up did cause, uh, like I said, there was periods of confusion and doubt and, you know, questions and all that. But somehow, once I made that transition, um, there came a point where I literally just told myself, I'm not going I know, not 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 in a bitter way, but in a kind of a, a fulfilling way. It's like, wow, now I've opened a door and I've walked into a different room, which has so many more goodies for me now. To explore <laughs> that you know, I don't I don't want to go back to the the previous room I was in. Yeah, um, and and it was fine. I mean, I'm I have nothing against. I, I you know I loved being in you know some of the companies I loved my colleagues and, um, you know, like I said, I did enjoy quite a bit of it, um, but it, it just wasn't me, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, wasn't my authentic expression. Yeah. Makes sense. So, you know, you mentioned about having a privilege to pursue this path. And I'm wondering though, in terms of Dharma, and, and I want to get to your Dharmic principles here, because you're a psychotherapist, you know, you actually work with clients, some of them actually follow Dharma, and that's something that's part of their conscious uh, world and creation, and and some clients that are 
you know, not pursuing dharma, at least consciously. So my, my question to you is dharmic principles. First of all, what would you say are some of the dharmic principles you bring into psychotherapy? And second of all, even if you don't have the privilege, let's say, of pursuing a path right now full time, you can still bring in dharmic principles into your life to guide you in a direction that might be better for you. Is that correct? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, so let me um, let me address the, the first question sure. um, you had, um, which was um, some I'm dharmic sorry, principles the, you use in yes, your psychotherapy in, in, in the practice. So first of all, when I went through the program and I went through my master's program at Santa Clara University, um, every class I took, um, I was just so excited to find that there were dharmic principles being talked about, except that nobody used the word dharma, you know, the, in, in the class, but I could identify it because of the study um, and work that I had done for almost like 10, 11 years before I started the program. So that was exciting for me. And then I, that's when I realized that there is dharma is there. It's, it's not something that we create. Mm -hmm. um, dharma is that which sustains all of life. It sustains the universe. So of course, any, any kind of healing profession or any kind of work that we engage in, dharma is always there in a, implicitly present. Um, now, yes, we can make it explicit um, and engage in it um, through our scriptural texts and through formal definitions of dharma and, and you know the formal instructions on uh, how to follow dharma but implicitly also it's it, it's it's very much possible to bring it in into whether it's client sessions or in any field of work mm -hmm. um so going back to your first question about how do i bring it in i do it in two ways um i do it explicitly and implicitly Okay. So if there are clients who do um, resonate or who do practice dharma or who do it um, verbalize that they are either identify as Hindu or they follow dharmic, uh, some kind of dharmic path, then I make it explicit. Um, you know, I talk about it and I engage in, in that in I use the lingo and I engage in conversation with them around that. But if, if even if they say, no, I don't have any spiritual path, I don't, I don't practice any religion and nothing, I still keep it in the back of my mind because I still keep that understanding that, oh, this is where dharma fits in. Mm -hmm. And this is where I could guide them to use dharmic principles to solve the problem that they're facing. So um, I don't know if, if you want me to get into any specific examples at this point. I do in the next segment, because we have about okay. two, uh, two or three minutes left in this segment. So I would love for you to go into a case study. But okay. I would um, in this next uh, two and a half minutes, I would love to hear more about you walking into that room and situating yourself with these Dharmic principles. What's oh, yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Um, so, th so the beautiful part of this program that I went through is that Developing development of the therapist is very much, you know, the core of this program, like developing the person of the therapist. Mm -hmm. And because they follow um, Carl Rogers' uh, humanistic principles and client-centered approach. So I, again, there I found situating myself in my Swadharma, working on myself, doing my own sadhana, 
and bringing my worldview, bringing my view of karma and, uh, and dharma and you know all my my knowledge of yoga and vedanta with me into that session was hugely helpful because it not only helped me frame and conceptualize what the client is bringing how the client is situated but it also helps me regulate myself in the session um, you know, in terms of um, separating myself from the client, like not separating as in being unempathic, but but knowing the boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, like understanding, you know, having a sense of boundaries, having the sense of, okay, these are the karmas that this client has inherited, that this client is working through and not getting kind of carried away and enmeshed in the client's issues, mm-hmm. you know, keeping that separation. So there's a lot of that um, that I kind of bring with me and um, it informs the sessions, um, you know, that I have with the clients. It informs my, the quality of my presence, the quality mm-hmm. of my being in the session. I don't so, know if that, if that answers your question. Yeah, no, it does. Point. And I'm wondering um, when you enter into that room, are you, do you have a practice before you step in, in terms of situating yourself, aligning yourself with all of that consciously before you step in? So I don't have a practice like right there and then, mm-hmm. but this is my ongoing practice on a daily and weekly basis. So part of my sadhana, I never let go of that part of the sadhana, you know, um, because it's it's shaping who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's sustaining who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do just before the session is I just prepare myself mentally because I remind myself of what what the client, uh, um, what issues the client is bringing in and what my conceptualizing is and how I'm, you know, what what, what I planned to do on that day, but also keeping, keeping the space open to let the client bring in whatever they want to bring on that day and you know, so I, I use the basic psychotherapy principles, like the training that we have been given. However, overall, like for my way, the way I carry myself, the way I um, regulate myself is informed by my own sadhana that I do on a regular basis. Beautiful, beautiful. So in our next segment, I would love to uh, talk about examples of you kind of working with clients both implicitly and explicitly and how you bring those dharmic principles into that. Thank you for listening to Radio Dharma presented by Hindu University of America. Discover more about us on social media at study at HUA and visit our website hua.edu. Tune in to your highest frequency every week right here on Radio Dharma.